Hello and welcome to Criterion. Close up. I'm Mark Herney and I'm here with Aaron West as always. Aaron, it's a little bit strange. It's just the two of us. Just us? And I, I don't know if we can fairly call ourselves close up today, <laughs> but I, I guess that's what our name is. But uh, Right. I was thinking medium cool. Uh, somebody suggested that one for some other show. I think it might have been Tim suggested that. So oh, I like that. Yeah. We might be medium cool today. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're certainly cool all the time, but uh, not quite getting close up um, yeah, yeah. necessarily. Of course, the problem is, you know, between you and I, we're so geographically different that we're never truly close up. But through the magic of technology, we get to talk about Criterion movies. It's That's right. And in four months, we will be close up. That's right. That's right. Yeah, for the live cast. Yes. Yeah, looking forward to that. So... We have a new show, a, a new format. Um, I Before we get into that, did just want to mention that we will have a giveaway coming up, so folks should uh, tune in. Uh, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll have some more information on that upcoming. And uh, we do, this is a, a new format. We don't really have a specific name for it. We're just calling it Criterion Close-Up because we're going to be talking about a lot of different topics and just kind of shooting the breeze, um, some of the things that have come up, doing some short takes as we have done before, talking about some movies that we've watched recently, some things Criterion-related, some things maybe not so uh, Criterion-related. So mm-hmm. hope folks enjoy it. Yeah, we, we talk to each other all the time uh, during the week about film stuff. So yeah, we're, we're just doing the same thing we always do, and hopefully people find it interesting. Yeah, So translating it, it to the podcast medium, sure. And if they don't, they can put their comments in their pocket. <laughs> that is a, a room reference <laughs> nice for people that reference. don't know. <laughs> you got, got to have a room reference. Nice. Speaking of uh, comments, um, yeah, I had some some interesting uh, feedback recently, Aaron. Yeah. I'll, actually, before we get to that, uh, we probably should tell people that uh, the show is going to change or, uh, a little bit. Uh, we we kind of decided to, well... We have lives and families and stuff like that, and so the reason we're doing this and we're going to do some more like this uh, in the future uh, where we're just going to talk about film, uh, and, and we're going to do some prep, but we're not going to uh, you know, watch 10 movies and, yeah. and, and take uh, a lot of notes. So we're, we're doing this. We're going to – the close-up aspect of our show is going to uh, – it's going to loosen up a little bit. We're probably going to do like maybe one really deep show a month. We we talked about maybe like Bergman uh, or maybe the double features. Mm-hmm. Uh, those just are, are difficult for us to do all the time. And uh, and then we'll do maybe one title show a month uh, and maybe one interview. Um, and then we might do some of these. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, what people will look forward to, and hopefully people won't hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit different. But you know, we're not like like you said, we're not getting away from the entire Criterion close up. But you know, as folks. No, when you're delving into a movie like this, it is not that it's a difficult movie, but there's supplements to watch too. You're not just going to the multiplex and watching Batman versus Superman and then talking about it. You're watching special features and delving into it and thinking about the topic, you know, maybe a subtopic that we came up with. So definitely not abandoning the uh, criterion close up mantra, uh, just uh, changing it up a bit. 
Yep. Yeah, and also we do a lot of prep, and so for a yeah. a, a normal episode, it, we, sometimes it would take it will will take three, four days, five days of prep, or, or you know sometimes we're prepping until the last minute. Yeah. So yeah, we we just need um for our for our family's sanity and for our own sanity, we need to need to take a little step back. But uh, on on the other hand, we love doing this, and yeah. there's so many movies we want to talk about. Uh, so, so actually, at least this gives us a vehicle. This and, and like Criterion Cast Chronicles, which uh, a new episode will have gone up by the time we've um, we've done this. We're not on that one, but I hopefully we'll be on the next one. Uh, anyway, yeah. So that's uh, that's what's coming up. Well, that's what's coming right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, I hope hope folks enjoy this. And uh, yeah, we're we're not we do love delving into the movies. We just need to you know kind of keep our our family and uh, our, ourselves. Uh, sane uh, so to speak so it's uh, we'll look forward to doing those i really do enjoy those delving into it and uh you know talking to you and other folks about it so we definitely want to keep that going and and sure. also we'll, we'll have a little time too uh and oh and of course a big a big deal is we travel sometimes during the spring and summer so that's yeah, busier course, time of year right busier time of year maybe you know when we have it when things slow down we'll uh, we'll be able to do more um but um but also, I think uh, having a little time to do more long-term prep, we can do bigger shows. You know, yeah. we—I I mentioned Bergman. We—we kind of toyed with the idea of doing Bergman, but how do you really do Bergman in a week? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, we could maybe, who knows, maybe break it into like three or four parts over, you know, of three or four shows in a, a long span of time. So, yeah, I think you'll find some deeper, interesting topics. Uh, the the kinds that I think seem to resonate with people yeah definitely so uh aaron i'll kick it to you uh, uh <laughs> i kind of <laughs> teased it before uh, but about uh, maybe talk about some feedback a little bit yeah I'm, I'm gonna use the word troll here but this doesn't really quite fit into the just your your traditional idea of a troll uh and in fact, I think that the word troll is unfair in this case. Uh, so I was listening to uh, Wrong Real Podcast, uh, episode 119. It was uh, with Martin Kessler, who, of course, is a friend of our show. Uh, always great. And they he were is. talking about erotic science fiction cinema. Uh, actually, really interesting episode. One of my favorites. Yeah. So they, they did you hear it? Well, I was actually just commenting on the the genre, but I haven't oh. listened to the episode yet. <laughs> well, uh if you if actually it fits with this story if you want to go listen to the, I mean, not you mark because we're doing a podcast right now but if oh, people want to want to pause and uh <laughs> and go listen to like the first 10 minutes or so uh what they do is they they did a live table reading of uh of some m's that are dms that james got uh, with uh with a twitter follower or what happened was a twitter unfollower and this was this was based on a disagreement about uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, which I guess James, I, I haven't seen it, so I didn't listen to that episode, but I think James didn't take too kindly or wasn't a, a big fan of the film, and the person in question was, and they had mm. had it out. Um, and I would say it got pretty, well, this guy just kind of blew up on James, uh, and you could say he threatened him a little bit, maybe. I, it was a little veiled. I, I, it's hard to tell. So James read that whole thing on the podcast, mm -hmm. and I, I thought, wow, this guy. 
uh, this guy's something. And James did give that guy's Twitter account. Uh, now, I'm, I'm not going to—that that guy has changed his Twitter account, and I know what it is, but I'm not going to give it out. So so anyway, I, I go on Twitter later that day, and I, I, I look, and I, and I look at this guy's feed, and I the first thing I see is he had tweeted at James, and he said, thanks for the shout-out. Uh, I actually appreciate it, or something of that nature. And then he had been on some group tweets with, uh, with James and Martin and, and some others. And so I, I thought he was in on the joke. I thought he, you know, had calmed down. And so what I did is I jumped in there, and I did have a little bit of an edge just because, you know, that was the—I um, was maybe trying to tweak a little bit. But I pointed out how, you know, he was threatening, and whereas his profile picture on Twitter was not so threatening. Mm-hmm. threatening. And actually, I made a pretty pretty stupid joke. It just really wasn't that funny. Um, and uh, it, But I, I didn't really feel it was disparaging either. So what happened is I got a, a direct message and it said, hey, Aaron, blank you and your criterions. And that was it. I was blocked. And I was like, what? And I've since posted that message and we've had a little fun with it uh, just because you know, who doesn't want to think about what they want to do with their criterions uh, <laughs> if they're people like us. <laughs> I've dreamt about it. In fact, somebody made a T-shirt, <laughs> which was yes. hilarious, which I can't post, but uh, yeah. Uh, uh, maybe I'll, I'll retweet it later so people know what uh, know what we're look what we're talking about. So anyway, uh, uh, and then this uh, guy he he did delete his he blocked everybody. Uh, in fact, James mentioned in a later episode he even blocked Martin Kessler who was doing nothing. He was just a bystander, mm. and I, I kind of think that I was actually just collateral damage too. I, I didn't really have an axe to grind with the guy. I was just it, I think it was a Tuesday afternoon, just trying to have fun on Twitter. We we do that sometimes. Yeah, I uh, have share a few laughs, but of course, then it got crazy, and uh, and I I tweeted the uh, image of the DM. I didn't put his his name on his Twitter handle on there, but so I don't think people could find him. And I think you retweeted it, and so some other podcasts got wind of it, um, and apparently they'd heard from this guy too. Yeah, uh, in fact, I think pretty much all of our friends had heard of this guy. Anyway, uh, and they went on leaving uh, negative reviews. In fact, did you see the one they left for us? Yeah, yeah. It, we uh, he he'd mentioned how we not really relevant because we cover movies. I think before the '60s or during the '60s, uh, something to that effect. We go a little earlier than the '60s, actually. <laughs> the teens, the twenties, the thirties. Yeah. Did you see some of the tweets and some of the um, the activity, or what did you think of that? Yeah, I, you know, it's just I guess. Being a little bit of an outsider, uh, it, it was unfortunate. I, it's really just the word that, that comes to mind because I, I think there probably were misunderstandings on either side, and it's just it's kind of an unfortunate thing that happens. I think with social media, you know, because yeah. you don't get that face to face, and people take things the wrong way, and I, I think sometimes people uh, just it, will will make a comment that they, you know may regret later, um, Mm -hmm. you know, from, from any side. And, you know, that's where I think deleted tweets come from and and that kind of thing. So. Oh, sure, sure. And and we're all guilty of, oh, well, that was strong. I, let me, let me uh, redo that. Exactly. And and hope the person didn't see it. But, uh, uh, actually I I pulled up the review here. Um, he says, uh, the subject is some cursing and boring content. (laughs) Uh, one star, uh, not really a fan of this one. It covers movies from the sixties that aren't relevant. Aaron West is totally clueless when it comes to films. This one puts me to sleep. Um, 
<laughs> I, I'm actually, I'm okay. I think the puts us people to sleep is fair. That's that's cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, uh, I can understand that. I could see why people might listen to us as they're, you know, trying to fall asleep. Sure. Yeah. In fact, uh, yeah. yeah. That, and is that a bad thing? And we like sleep. Right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, usually we do ask for iTunes reviews uh, at the end, uh, but but this time I, I want to ask for people to actually you know, take up our honor and, uh, and give us a review to kind of make up for that one. Cause that, this one was pretty nasty and it, and it was personal. It was directed towards me, but it, I didn't really do anything to the guy. I think he just, you know, got it, got my name stuck in his, his, uh, head and, uh, and just took it out on me. Um, also I did find out he did leave reviews for other podcasts yeah. and I read, read some of those, and again, this is why I really don't want to bring this guy's name up, but apparently he meant, made a comment on another one about how a bunch of podcasters were bashing him for being bipolar. And so I was like, wow, okay. And, and I, I sympathize with, you know, I've known people that have bipolar disorder and, uh, and I, I know it's not easy. Yeah, uh, me too. And, and it actually, you know, it, it, the puzzle fit together. That that makes sense. Uh, why this guy was so explosive? So I just want to say that I have nothing against people being bipolar, and and if this person ever listens, you know, I'm sorry, dude. I did not mean to. Uh, uh, we were not trying to bash you for this disease. We wouldn't do that. I think you and I yeah. are pretty uh, responsible people. So uh, anyway, we spent a lot of minutes talking about. Well, I, I'm not going to use the word troll because I think he, it was just we just got an uh, a we got an enemy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, who uh, who wants us to make, make love to our, our collections. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, an unfortunate, you know, byproduct of, I mean, you, you put some content out there and if you're active on social media, this kind of thing does come up, unfortunately. So, you know. Oh, yeah. We, we've been trolled on. many times, actually. Yep. Uh, in fact, uh, some of our guests have been trolled and uh, yep. yeah, we, we're okay with it. This one was a little harsher than, than it was a little surprising how yeah. harsh it was. So, uh, yeah. But don't harass this guy if you find him, please. Not on our account. So, <laughs> yep. So on some uh, happier news, let's talk about some uh, Don Hertzfeld. Uh, I know I I didn't get a chance. I received my desk, and I know you did too, Aaron. And I think you got a chance to delve into most of it. Ah, uh, yeah, all pretty of much it? all of it. It's nice. it's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's the it's the disc. You know, there was a Kickstarter to really get uh, Don Hertzfeld to uh, make a disc, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And my understanding, I don't know if it's complete, complete, but it does have a lot. I mean, it's got his, it's got World of Tomorrow. It's such a beautiful day. Some of his short films or uh, student films, I should say, and some mm-hmm. other short films. Uh, also comes with uh, a DVD, a bonus DVD of Everything Will Be Okay. Um, really nice package that uh, you know a lot of folks I think received. Yeah, it was amazing, and um, and and I we should mention that if people don't know Don Her- Don Hertzfeld, he is a really the quintessential DIY animator. You know, he does everything himself. He does the narration. Yeah. And he, he did hand drawing, uh, the yeah, um, the scoring, uh, the recording uh, for World of Tomorrow. Actually, is digital, but he recorded his niece uh, for the uh, for one of the characters. Oh, nice. And uh, so it's really, but he's also edgy uh, and he's funny and he's actually influenced like some of the Adult Swim uh, kind of people or the Adult Swim cartoons. So yeah, his, it's not for everybody. And, uh, and I don't know if, if I think there's probably some overlap between our audience and this type of film. It's sure it's, it's artsy. Um, In fact, I was going to recommend it for a friend and I was trying to think of like entry points. 
and actually I think probably Rejected, which was Oscar nominated, and then World of Tomorrow, and then maybe some of the other ones. And then I would say that uh, the, the disc is titled It's Such a Beautiful Day. I would say I, I would watch that last. That that one seems to be pretty divisive and, mm. and, and difficult. And uh, again, I, it's not a word I like to use when describing film, but people will find it boring. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, it, it it is. It's the longest of all of them, too, I believe, because it's you know it's about an hour. I think all the other ones are are short films. Yeah, it's actually a combination of three shorts that he he combined into a feature. So uh, uh, I think I think it's phenomenal. I and but I'm, I'm not going to get into what I I love about it. Uh, yeah, but uh, just because it's we're not going to do spoilers here. Uh, now, World of Tomorrow was also Oscar nominated, and that have you seen that one yet? Yeah, that, that one I did watch. It's it's fantastic. Uh, I, yeah. I remember our, our friend Tim Costa of First Time Watchers. It was his number one film of last year. So high yeah. praise. I can get it. I've been pimping it all year, and because uh, I watched it early in the year on Vimeo, and and it's still my number one as well. So of course, nice. I still have quite a few things to see, but I, I can't foresee it being not being top five. It just so strong, and and I don't I don't mind that it's a short film up against you know feature films, you know two and a half hour superhero films. <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it was your number one. That's great, Aaron. Yeah, oh. very cool. Oh yeah, so giveaway. Uh, so I I accidentally well I didn't accidentally I, I ordered three copies from uh, the Kickstarter, and then and I figured you know I maybe I would sure maybe I would sell one for an outrageous profit, <laughs> maybe I'd give one to a friend. Uh, but you know what? He's selling them now from his website, and I, I probably could get, sell one from an outrageous profit. But instead, we're going to give one away to a listener. Sound good? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, here's what. Here's how this will work. You guys have to tweet us at CriterionCU. Again, CriterionCU. And you have to say, hurts me. In some, you can make it, you can make, have some fun with it. Uh, but it, your your phrase has to say hurts me, and it has to be spelled right. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, it, you have to look up Don Hertzfeld and spell it right, because I know that people are going to want this, mm-hmm. uh, because it, it could be out of print, and it could fetch uh, a hefty price on uh, eBay at some point. So again, tweet hurts me of, of some variety um, to Criterion CU, and we'll take a little bit of time before we announce the winner. Uh, we want this to get to Criterion Cast and, and all those listeners hear it. Uh, and yeah, you have a copy, so yeah, otherwise that would be really bad form for me to give it away to a listener. Um, anyway, yeah. yeah, so we haven't done one of those in a while. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I, I wanted to mention something I, I loved on the back of it too, Aaron. It says, proudly making their first appearance on Blu-ray just in time for the format to slowly grow obsolete. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that. He has a very, very uh, wicked sense of humor. And yeah. uh, and I don't know if you caught the Manta Ray update in his Kickstarter. Did you see that? No. Uh, he, like maybe three weeks before they went into production, he made a joke that uh, he had ac- they had accidentally... Um, uh, They'd accidentally replaced Blu-rays with manta rays, and oh yeah, they, they were gonna that. they were gonna ship them out, but you had to have an aquarium, and uh, <laughs> yeah. you would you, we'd recommend you don't put it in your player, and so yeah, and t- then t- typical kind of email that that he would send for all the Kickstarter updates. It's pretty yeah. funny, yeah, really funny Kickstarter. In fact, if he does this again, just give a couple of dollars just to get the emails. They're yes, really He's a funny <laughs> it's guy. It's worth it. Yeah. Nice. So uh, we thought we'd talk briefly. Uh, this is another thing that Aaron and I share back and forth very often, uh, some re- recent purchases, um, things that we've bought. 
I, you know, I, I don't have a, a lot really to, to share, Aaron. I mean, I, I guess we could say we've got the, um, there was an Eureka sale at the same time. There was a Masters of Cinema sale through um, the uh, best media, I believe it is, uh, on mm-hmm. Amazon UK. So that was ongoing along with the, uh, the Arrow sale. Um, yeah, that was that was for Easter sale, right? Yes, yeah, for that was Easter the timing, Easter yeah. weekend, yeah. Yep. So some some nice uh, nice stuff there. Any anything in particular that you were excited to to grab? Uh, from that sale, I did grab a few things. I can't help it. <laughs> yeah, same uh, here. I, uh, in fact, we we joked we're, we're close to to Masters of Cinema complete when complete. you don't count. Uh, uh, titles on Criterion or titles that we think will be on Criterion, right? So, uh, but actually, I, I looked. There's still quite a few that I, I don't have. Um, and I, actually, I, I don't remember. I, I think I, I pre-ordered some of the new ones uh, that are coming out. And for Arrow, I know I, I ordered Tenebrae, uh, which mm. is uh, Argento, and some others. I forget. Uh, I guess I should have pulled those up <laughs> beforehand. I actually I, I went kind of crazy with those both those sales because I was uh, behind on some of my Masters of Cinema stuff that I, I'd been waiting for a sale like this you know really where they get to be about seven or eight pounds so I kind of pounced on uh, grabbed quite a few so did get did get those I didn't actually join I didn't do the Arrow sale uh, I did buy something I'd been needing to get because I had Rabbit on the uh, a Blu-ray. They dropped the price on Amazon UK actually just yesterday on the Shiver Steelbook, so I did grab that and uh, farewell my my concubine. So did glad to to grab those. Oh, by the way, they they dropped the price on the Tarkovskys. Did you uh, snatch those up? I saw that. Yeah, I typically don't buy uh, move on on the UK at pre-order prices. I usually wait until after. Uh, okay. Because otherwise, they they charge me uh, via pounds and I have to pay foreign transactions fees. It's a stupid, you know, stupid uh, sticking point. But yeah, they're back up in price. They got down to about eight or nine pounds. I think they're back up to like thirteen, twelve or thirteen again. Yeah, that's interesting that you you get charged that. I, mine mine is no difference. It just does the conversion. Yeah, I I probably just need to get past that. But <laughs> <laughs> the the other thing I wanted to mention, I, I didn't, uh, they had a sale today. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday and uh, I didn't jump in, but you know, screen archives, I really wish they'd stop giving away free movies with Twilight <laughs> Time. Cause it's, yeah. yeah, this is the first time I passed too, uh, just because I, I have a big shelf full of Twilight Times that I, I haven't watched. Uh, by the way, I found my Masters of Cinema. I got Roma, Les Miserables, the other and computer chess, and they were all nice. like five to six pounds. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, well, the, the big one I, I pre-ordered was actually through a friend of of the show. Really talked us into it. Uh, I pre-ordered the Alan Clark, uh, nineteen sixty nine to nineteen eighty nine at the BBC, uh, Descent and Disruption. Uh, do you know his films very well? I don't know. They're a little on the obscure side, but mm. there's twenty three films in here, wow. and uh, and I had been eyeing it for a while. You know, he's he's considered a, a, a treasure, like a like an underground treasure. And uh, some people I really respect had told me that uh, you have to watch these films. They're not too readily available in the U.S. Uh, you might have heard of Scum. Yes. The movie, not you know, not, uh, the, not the the human people. being sin- sitting across from you or the troll hunter. That <laughs> <laughs> the, Ouch. The troll. I'm kidding. I'm quitting. Kidding. I'm quitting. Uh, Scum is one in the '70s. It was popular. There's also like Elephant, The Firm, uh, not not the Tom Cruise movie or the Gus Van Sant movie, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but those are, are also big ones. 
but I, I'd been on the fence about it until uh, because it's expensive. It's about a hundred pounds. Yeah. And so that's you know, that. one hundred seventy-five dollars, maybe. I, I don't. I haven't done the conversion. That's about right. But I, I, I mentioned how I was, um, you know, on the fence about it, and uh, Lisi and actually James, uh, speaking of wrong reel, uh, they said you have to get it. Yeah, it's it's a must watch. It's mm. going to go out of print. Uh, it's rare, uh, so just put the money down and uh, and so I did. And I was worried that I, I'd get in trouble, <laughs> but my <laughs> wife was actually on board, so she uh, she agreed. Nice. So, say, thank you, Lisi, uh, for the recommendation and pushing me in that direction. Nice. Uh, I, I maybe maybe I need to get my credit card out. I, you kind of sold me on it, Aaron. <laughs> well, it comes we'll out May twenty third, and the price has jumped up. Actually, I, I think I got it from like ninety five pounds. It's, mm. it's now one hundred ten. Oh wow! I'll wait. So, I'll wait for a price drop. Uh, yeah, or, sounds interesting. And, and if you get the the transaction fee, well, assuming they don't sell out, you might wait for it to come out first. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably wait. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, some good. Uh, Good, good purchases. A little, little bit of off the shelf there. <laughs> I'm, I'm of. not done. I'm, <laughs> I got more. Oh, nice. nice. We buy a lot of DVDs. I don't, I don't think people realize how how much we buy just by us talking about the because we don't really get, delve into the Region B stuff. And, right. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, it, folks have probably heard we're, we we are both obviously Region B, so we do buy Masters of Cinema and you know the Arrow UK stuff. When it, I, I think overall we don't typically cross over if it's coming from Criterion or it's available from Criterion. I mean, right. that's kind of even on the DVD side. I typically, if it's available from Criterion and DVD, I'll stick with that. I won't buy an Arrow or Masters of Cinema on Blu-ray, even though it's the HD. Just hoping for mm-hmm. someday they'll bring back um, <laughs> the Blu-ray upgrades. But right, like we'll like a, a touch of a, a touch of Zen and Dragon Inn, which came out and. Looks yeah. like it looks like those are coming out from Criterion. So I I, I kind of I almost pulled the trigger, but I didn't. Um, I did uh, pull the trigger on Touch of Zen, and the reason being a limited edition. But oh, okay. yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I should have waited, knowing it was coming from Criterion. And I should mention that everything we've mentioned that we bought so far uh, is Region B, and you have to have a, a Region Free or re- Region B player. I know you yeah. have Region Free, and I have Region B. So yeah. So anyway, uh, well, these two babies arrived today. Uh, the Ken Russell series, funny, nice. uh, the uh, the great composers and the great passions, and so these are documentaries about um, for for the BBC he did. They were actually a great price, um, I think seventeen pounds for what's like a mini box set uh, is what it ended nice. up being. And so yeah, I was happy to get those. And again, Lisi uh, connection to her, and we covered the Devils uh, a couple weeks ago. But uh, th- these are nothing like the devils. <laughs> these are, are pretty tame. Ah, uh, so. yeah, I've been been kind of eyeing those too. Uh, we'll we'll see. Might have to jump on those at some point. And oh, uh, did you get the Star Wars? No, I'm holding off on Star Wars. Uh, glad you brought that up. I'm actually I, I have a bunch of Amazon credits. I think what I'm going to do is stick with the. Um, I have enough to basically buy it for free digitally, and then I'm waiting for them because they they didn't release it in 3D. Uh, mm-hmm. For this release, but I've heard uh, from Ryan and Brian on Off the Shelf rumors of them releasing 3D maybe later this year. Um, and a little tease for a discussion later in the show might actually want to get a, a 4K version. So, hmm. oh, oh yeah. yeah. How about you? Did you buy it? 
I did. I pre-ordered it today, actually. I, I, I held out, and I uh, actually listening to Off the Shelf, uh, Ryan and Brian. But they, they convinced me. Uh, they were talking about the special features, and uh, and they mentioned a, a documentary that was actually pretty solid, an hour-and-a-half documentary. Nice. So, yeah, I, I, I pulled the trigger and pre-ordered it today. Nice. Well, and we've already covered uh, that, too. Was it episode 23 and a half, if I remember? So just a little tw- plug for yeah. that. <laughs> we did. We did. And, uh, we, With David we were, Blakesley. We liked it. We didn't love it. But actually, I, I, I kind of, and, and again, the off the shelf, uh, they gave me um, hope, a new hope, uh-huh, oh, that uh, this, there might be replayability. Yeah. So uh, might might come off better a second time. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I, I did like it a little better the second time, but yeah, we'll see. I, I can wait. <laughs> so any any other purchases? Probably, yeah. Oh, uh, your vice is a locked room, and I have the key that arrived this week. Uh, that nice. was one that Cole recommended on a show, and I, I, I bought it mm-hmm. on the show. So uh, that, I think that was during the Slacker episode. I haven't seen it, though. It's it's a, a giallo. Oh, nice. So anyway, yeah. sorry, Ryan and Brian. We, we stole your show for about 10 minutes there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're, we're movie fans, too. We like to, we like to, to buy stuff. I, I did actually. I've, I've grabbed um, Deep Discount and DVD Planet have been having 10 and 50% off coupons. So I have grabbed a few things there, uh, again, inspired by <laughs> Brian and Ryan, uh, some of the Warner Archive stuff like I Confess and The Big Sleep and The Wrong Man and... Um, a couple other, uh, I did, I finally got Jetem Jetem, the Rene film. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay. just a, yeah. a little bit of, uh, you know, supplementing the, the criterion stuff. Oh, and I got Key Largo, another uh, Warner Archive. So, uh, yeah, because we're going, we're going to the keys later. So I, I figured I kind of had to. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we, we actually could probably do a show about the stuff we've bought. <laughs> That's yeah. sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we, we buy a lot of stuff. Uh, our, but, well, our wives well, and our our credit cards do not thank us. But you know, I I don't know about you, but I watch uh, a lot of the stuff I I, I see, and uh, that, and in fact, there was uh, some, in fact, I think it was Matt Gasteyer made an interesting comment in our our Criterion Facebook group about how poor Netflix, uh, poorly Netflix has done for us, and that um, that the only way for us to get really good quality. Uh, movies is to blind buy them for cheap and that's actually a lot most of my blind buy most of my purchases are blind buys yeah Um, so so he has a point and and a lot of times i don't revisit them so maybe i need to rethink this yeah it's uh, that's true it's just it's availability you know it's i i know uh walter uh, vinci from first time watchers is kind of in the same boat we've talked about it how you know you can't get everything whether it's Mm -hmm. even if you supplement all the streaming uh, YouTube and you know Netflix DVD, your local library. You just can't get everything, and not that you need to own everything, but um, you know there's some instances where it's just there's certain films that um, I, I think some of these are ones I just know I'm going to go back to, like The Big Sleep, you know, like Key Largo, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, right. I will be revisiting those those movies, so they're, and they're worth owning. That's actually why I get a lot of Region B stuff, is because that stuff you can't get here. Period. And, yeah. and a lot of the stuff I order, uh, you you can't. Um, it just is not available here. Uh, so it, and it is blind buys. So uh, yeah, what can you do? I, I yeah. want to see it. So yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're movie fans. I'll spend the money. So. It's what we do. 
So should we talk a little bit about uh, Criterion release? Uh, we, we did actually have this film on our uh, our list to, to talk about. And unfortunately, uh, you know, with scheduling again, like we said, we decided to just make it into a bit of a, a short take like this. Um, but we did both uh, buy and watch Na- Lady Snowblood, um, the uh, Toshia Fujita film. Um, from I believe what is it 1972 and 73 hmm. or 74 I, I believe that's yeah. right yeah I know it's it's right around there and of course the the, the disc it, it, it's a nice disc um, it I mean really it comes with uh, Lady Snowblood 2 and I, just a couple of supplements I mean uh, but really having <laughs> Lady Snowblood 2 is a mm-hmm. you know supplement in and of itself um, there's an interview with uh, Kiyoki, the writer of the manga uh, that inspired the films, and the uh, the screenwriter Osada. Um, so yeah, we're just going to do a, just a brief take. What do you think of uh, uh, Lady Snowblood, Aaron? Uh, I th- this was my second time seeing it. Uh, the, seeing the first film, it was my first time seeing the second film, and I thought that uh, the visual st- and and I think the first time I had seen it was after Kill Bill on VHS or or maybe on a, an old DVD. So the, it was not the same transfer. Sure. So it looked fantastic, and I, I thought the uh, it just a, a beautiful transfer, and and I really like the you know how gruesome it is. Uh, you know, it really is gruesome, and it, yeah, you get those little uh, knife blood explosions that uh, that Tarantino ratcheted it up to 11 yeah uh, but uh but they're still there it's still pretty gruesome um and it's a revenge story and i think it's a well-told story i, I actually i didn't like it as much I, I don't think it replays as well the second mm. time i had you seen it before or i hadn't seen it before no i i watched this was the first time and i did kind of watch it a little bit like the the intro uh and the ending last night just to kind of get a sense of a second viewing but I could see that, you know. I did actually kind of like revisiting it a little bit. Um, I I put it on the, the a separate TV, but you know, there's not really a lot there to from a story standpoint to kind of muckle on to. I think um, that's so, fair. I, I, it's yeah. it's not dense, um, yeah. and it, it's it's a pretty simple revenge tale. Uh, it's a, actually a second generation revenge tale, which I think is is unique. Uh, but um, yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I think in a, a lot of respects it might not be as popular today if not for Kill Bill. And in fact, we were going to do a, a double episode, and I, I think that actually gives it some some interesting context. I and mean, who knows whether it would be out on Criterion without Kill Bill? They they certainly don't mention it in the disc at all. Yeah, um, yeah, it so. does seem like it, it is a bit of a, a genre film. It, it did feel like it certainly makes sense that Arrow put it out. Um, I think it's nice oh, that sure. Criterion you know put it out, and we have. Uh, Lady Snowblood too, but yeah, I'm not sure. You know, like you said, if is it is it one that you'd really want to to revisit a lot? Um, I mean, it, it is kind of nice. I I did like kind of looking for the Tarantino influences, and you know, there were mm-hmm. some. There's the the flashbacks, and um, there's certainly uh, you know, you think of the influences. There's that iconic scene with the the four uh, characters kind of looking down at her, which uh, you know, straight straight uh take from uh kill bill where you get the same shot in uh kill bill uh, specifically so um you know like you said revenge tale but it is different you know because mm-hmm. it's a daughter taking revenge rather than right um, not a not a bride and there's not uh, a group of <laughs> villains uh, uh what, what what were they called in kill bill uh the yeah, oh <laughs> I, I didn't i didn't research this before the show is it the crazy eights 
Something like the crazy that. Crazy 88s, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah and they all like had that, nicknames. But... Uh, yeah, Tarantino. Took... Oh, yeah, yeah. There was like, the, yeah, there was the four of them. There was, yeah, she was, there was Black Mamba, I think was, right, um, right. you know, her, her nickname, but yeah. <laughs> and uh, and there was uh, Daryl Hannah had the eye patch. Was it, was it, that was Daryl Hannah, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, actually, yeah. I didn't, didn't rewatch Kill Bill uh, because we didn't do the episode. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think it does color it. Uh, of course, Kill Bill is, derived from well okay tarantino says he hasn't seen it but it's the um what's the bride the, wore black the bride bride wore black yeah the truffaut yeah. i i think you can't uh i just don't think you can turn a blind eye to that so no uh, it, it really seems like a you know a mix of the two films it uh, does but, yeah you know it really does from a story standpoint but certainly the blood especially from kill bill one yes uh, is <laughs> is is all here in lady snowblood and and there's a, a lot of spaghetti western too, but I guess from a plot perspective, those two films seem to be uh, the prime influence. And who knows? May, maybe he he saw it and forgot it. You know that that happens. And yeah, might have been uh, drunk or something. You know, or or <laughs> worse <laughs> or different. Uh, I wouldn't put it beyond Quentin. No. So yeah, uh, I I didn't like the second film. No. Uh, in fact, I was pretty disappointed by it. Uh, yeah. Oh. And you mentioned uh, Japanese genre films. Actually, I do think it, it pairs kind of well with Zatoichi. Uh, mm. Of course, Zatoichi doesn't have the violence, but I, or at least the the graphic violence that this the does. Blood. It has plenty yeah. of violence. But some of the the fight scenes, uh, I found myself thinking of Zatoichi, and and also I found myself thinking of Sword of Doom too, because you have uh, sort of the anti-hero that's misunderstood. Although they do give more uh, more exposition on uh, Lady Snowblood. So, yeah, I don't know. Do you see that? It's the same. Yeah, I I I think so. I I didn't like uh, part two that much either. I just thought it was pretty forgettable. I mean, just it has just an uninteresting political backdrop and plot. So I mean, it was it's a good supplement, but I don't see myself revisiting it again. Yeah, I, I've almost forgotten it because <laughs> we yeah. watched a couple weeks ago. I, I I it's I mean I remember the first one very well, uh, but the. Second one, yeah, I do. Re- maybe if we understood uh, the politics, I know if, yep. if if you know history, it was they were speaking towards the Meiji re- restoration. So, uh, and and that you could draw parallels between that and modern Japan and that transformation. So they they probably were saying something that we missed. Um, yeah, but uh, but still, it just it, it didn't work as a, a film as a piece of entertainment, which I think is what it was supposed to be. At least for me, I'm sure it has its its fans. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's Lady Snowblood. I, I would say, would we both give it a thumbs up to to check out Aaron uh, at least the first movie? Yeah, and, and actually, I think the the, the quote box set it's really two movies um, yeah. on on one disc. I'd say it's worth picking up. Uh, you know, definitely for half price, especially if you haven't seen it. I, I think Lady Snowblood one is is special. And uh, and and very unique and uh, one of a kind kind of movie, yeah. Well, two of a kind now that uh, there's <laughs> <laughs> two or, of them or three because of or Kill yeah Bill. <laughs> with with Gil Bill. Yeah. Uh, cool. So uh, you know we thought we'd talk a little bit about Criterion news. So um, there was uh, well no no newsstand uh, specifically this week, but just thought we'd kind of weigh in on a couple things. So um, I'll lead in it lead into it, Aaron. The Clouds of Sils Maria cover was released um it's uh i guess you'd call it it i don't know exactly how to describe it but it looks like it's the mountains of sils maria 
uh, kind of turned on its side, and then mm-hmm. you have the uh, the faces of the the, th- the three actresses there uh, among the mountains, not necessarily among the clouds. And I, I think they're supposed to be the smoke. Remember? Oh, okay. Or not the smoke, but well, they 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 called it the smoke, but it was clouds that went the through clouds. the mountains. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, when I first saw it, and. I, maybe it's just I, I, maybe it's because I, I used to do some design, but and I and I I'm really I think use of space is important. Like mm-hmm. my first impression was not positive, whereas everybody else was positive. Um, just because you had those slivers with um, with the three leads or the three actors, and and um, and you just the, there there wasn't any clarity. And then I turned it sideways, <laughs> and I felt like an idiot because I thought, wow, that's brilliant. And then I saw the high-res version, and have, have you seen that yet? No. All right, the, the high-res version looks neat. And, and I think mm-hmm. that, you know, the, the character faces are hazy, but I think that when we get the physical um, cover in our hands, it's going to look pretty special. So I, I, I've done a complete out, about face. I, I think it's actually a beautiful cover. Uh, nice. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't quite come around to it yet uh, because, uh, and maybe it's because the I just I, I think that scene is so gorgeous and iconic where you actually see the clouds in the film, um, and it, I I'll probably come around to it because I actually did just see it um, you know for the first time yesterday. But um, usually a cover like this does seem to be saying something either about the film or um, it was maybe something you didn't didn't think about. So certainly something to consider. Yeah, and, and and I'm really not a cover hater. I know there's some people that are very vocal about it, yeah, uh, and and yeah. and rarely do I have a reaction, a negative reaction at all, to a cover. But I did it initially on this one. Um, but actually, when you said that, it made me think. I, I think uh, uh, the Smoke Mountain might have been a neat cover without the actors' faces. So yeah, I, I, now I, now I'm kind of uh, wishing they're going done back. That. <laughs> no, I, I still think it looks good. But. Yeah, I, I think I maybe that's what it is. I, I would have liked to have seen just kind of a normal representation of the the mountains with the clouds. But you know, I, I think it'll be it, it plays into the movie. I, I think it'll. I'm sure I'll come around to it. It's certainly better than the artificial eye release, which just has the two right. really the the two actresses, uh, Juliette Binoche and Kristen Stewart, and not. Yeah, not not that uh, exciting of a, a pose. So, <laughs> and that was the same guy that did. Uh, well, he he did Waitumama Tambien, but he also did the Phoenix cover. So, yeah, I can see that. It certainly looks a lot like uh, Phoenix Higson, Nassim Higson. Yeah, well, yeah. he likes smoke apparently because <laughs> there's there's more <laughs> smoke on this one. Uh, yeah. So cool. Well, uh, I'll turn it to you, Aaron. I think we had a, a tease for the uh, a Richard Linklater film or films coming. Yeah, we. Um, so, so yeah, he he has a new movie coming out. Um, uh, uh, Everybody wants some, which is the spiritual sequel to Days and Confused, which I can't wait to see here probably in a few weeks. Uh, you haven't seen it yet, have you? No, I'm not even sure if it's playing here yet. Uh, we tend to get stuff late, but. Yeah, Definitely actually, same here. I, I think we'll get it in a couple weeks. Yeah, but I, Richard Linklater confirmed that uh, the Before trilogy is coming to the Criterion Collection. He also confirmed Boyhood, but that's not as much of a surprise. And and actually, be, the Before trilogy is not a surprise because you know they they've dropped hints uh, about a year ago. But the last we heard, I think there were some rights issues, and I think it's because two of the films are Sony, and the other one is another studio, and I forget which one it is. And they they could, weren't sure if they'd be able to work it out, 
So mm. it sounds like I mean, he, of course, he didn't give specifics. It was probably just a, a general comment that somebody picked up on, and I, I think they they posted a Criterion forum. But uh, you know, it sounds pretty confident. So hopefully, yeah, I'd love it this this year, this fall. I think would be terrific. Yeah, uh, maybe uh, maybe it'd be great to get all of them. But um, I think the um, the first two movies are Warner Brothers, and then the third one is uh, Sony. So oh, yeah, I had it backwards. Different yeah. rights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and now they have a deal with uh, both, so excellent. Uh, and they've been releasing a lot of Warner Brothers, so that that's great. I can't wait. Hopefully, it happens soon. Yeah, but we wait don't for those. Know. And an- another thing, there was a lot of hubbub about uh, uh, women filmmakers, and what happened is there was an article in a, a website called Movie Mezzanine, and the 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 author pretty much took Criterion to task for not having a lot of female filmmakers in the collection. And to be honest with you, I think it was a little unfair. Uh, Mm -hmm. Of course, this is as a guy (laughs) talking to another guy. Uh, But I, I think that, uh, that there are issues with filmmakers and film, uh, you know, not getting chances to direct film, but film history is basically, and Criterion is a reflection of film history. Yeah. Uh, There, there just weren't, you know, the, the studios did not hire a lot of, uh, really hardly any females during the studio system. And, you know, it's really only within like the last 10, 20 years that we've seen a lot of them. Although there are more foreign filmmakers that are, are female. And uh, so, but in the, um, well, actually what happened is Peter Becker from Criterion penned a response to that article. And he, um, and he, he talked about some of the female filmmakers in the collection. And then he mentioned that there are more coming. And we, we know that there's Heart of a Dog, which, of course, you saw, right? Uh, yes. Laurie Anderson. Yeah. He, he, he cited cited that one. And so uh, it's kind of got some... Uh, there's actually a lot of people over at Criterion Forum that are, like, just throwing out art filmmakers uh, that are female and just kind of speculating. And, and this is raw speculation. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing to base this on. Uh, so I don't, are there any film, female filmmakers you think that might fit into the, the collection? Boy, I mean, I was thinking of some of the you know existing ones like Chantal Ackerman and uh, Claire Denis, but I was um, thinking those two as well. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're ones that are already in the collection, and I just I, I echo again what you said, Aaron. I mean, I think it's more, it's not really a reflection, or shouldn't be a reflection on Criterion. It's more of a, a reflection of um, you know the output and who's been uh, able to to work as uh, filmmakers in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I totally agree with you, but. I don't know what. What do you think? Um, any direct directors that come to mind? Uh, I can't. Well, there really is. Uh, in fact, the go to Criterion Forum in the uh, Rumors News section, and they have just thrown out, uh, you know, dozens of, of really good good uh, s- selections. Uh, some that jump out at me. I, I, there was Miranda July. I think was mentioned. Me, me and you and everyone we know. Mm. Uh, I, I actually I didn't write them down, so I, I don't remember a lot of them. Uh, uh, there were saying more uh, female direct or more um, titles from people in the collection like Denis, like uh, uh, Brie, like um, maybe uh, Lucretia Martel. Well, definitely people would not be screaming for Lena Dunham. <laughs> I think that one gets a lot of hate. <laughs> yeah, probably. But I mean, more Agnes Varda. We've got a, an Eclipse series and four films. Yeah, yeah, you I mean, could. Sure. Um, and she has some more work out there. And, and actually, Ackerman, I, I think there's probably a pretty good chance that uh, uh, Jean Dielman, Quay to Commerce, gets uh, upgraded because it's Blue now grade. touring. Uh, yeah, and even though they haven't been doing a lot of blue grades lately, I, I think that one, just given her untimely passing and the 
the, the, this narrative about uh, women filmmakers. I, I think we could definitely see that coming. Uh, well, I shouldn't say definitely, but I, I very likely possibility. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, Heart of a Dog would love to see, you know, even more from uh, Laurie Anderson. So yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah. And I think good fit. people always mention, you know, Catherine Bigelow. I don't know if her, her films are, are pretty good quality, but I don't know if they fit the Criterion Yeah, she I, she was the one I, I was thinking of, too. I mean, I, I just don't see something like Hurt Locker coming, um, Zero Dark Thirty. I mean, no. Good films, but just not, you know, probably ones that are uh, Criterion are going to release. Or Point Break, Break or something like that. <laughs> Strange I, Days. Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't quite fit. Uh, I'm actually pu- pulling it up. There's uh, some speculation. K-19, The Widowmaker. Yeah, I haven't seen Near Dark, so I can't comment <laughs> on that one, but... Yeah. Uh, oh, there's there's talk of Sally Potter. Uh, she's done quite a few. Um, yeah, I guess uh, Lynn Ramsey, of course. Uh, she did uh, Ratcatcher, which is oh, yeah. in the collection. Yeah, and, that is uh, in the collection. Uh, Morvern Collar, and I, I know that's it's it is Morvern. It's spelled weird. Uh, that is a good movie. I've seen that, um, but that kind of fell off the face of the earth after 2000. We'll love to see that come back. Uh, let's see, they had. Um, uh, they had a few others, some foreign filmmakers as well. Uh, there, there are quite a few French film, female fake, filmmakers yeah. in elsewhere. Oh yeah, so, uh, Lynn Ramsey had. Uh, we need to talk about Kevin, which was actually from uh, Oscilloscope, I think. But that's yeah, right, good yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. Now, of course, some there's rights issues, but uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I'm all for diversity, and and not just Absolutely. not just females, but I think people of color. You know, uh, and of course we have. Criterion is very diverse uh, geographically because there's <laughs> films from all over the world. Uh, although I, I'd like to see more from uh, South America. Uh, besides Martel, yeah. we haven't really seen much at all. Even Mexico, I don't think we have anything from Mexico. Unless, well, why two Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we we talked about that with uh, uh, when we were talking to, to Alex Cox. Yeah, could certainly use some more. The um, yeah, the, I guess the, the, as far as news go, one other thing we wanted to to mention is there was the uh, wacky drawing in the latest newsletter um which was uh, sent well it's well it's the march newsletter it was sent on march 31st and is a a buddhist monk being touched by god yeah <laughs> uh there were a lot of funny responses to that one i thought yeah. uh, with uh there was um like uh, a lot of Buddha references, I, I I didn't write down the jokes. I wish I remembered them, but there, yeah, a lot of people had a lot of fun with that one. It, this was no doubt a, a touches in uh, though by King yeah. Hu, which we we just mentioned. You already, you're, it looks like you might have two copies. Well, actually, I think you will have two copies. I will Sorry. have two copies eventually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and yeah. and uh, also the artist uh, tweeted a picture of the the cover art he was working on, and actually he tweeted both that and Dragon Inn. So I think we can expect both. Uh, yeah. But looks great. I, I can't wait to to, to see it. Um, yeah, maybe I, I know, maybe we'll get them in a box set or something double. I mean, it just seems odd that it, they they are so imminent both uh, movies. So maybe we're gonna get a special edition. We might. I, I think we might kind of get the Snowblood treatment uh, for them. Uh, who knows? Yeah, just speculating here, but uh, would would love to see it. Uh, I, actually, I haven't seen either of those, but I've seen Come Drink with Me, which is uh, it precedes this, and it's a Shaw Brothers movie, and. Um, hmm. Uh, but so of course the rights are different, but it uh, it it it's an, a nice blend of art and uh, and martial arts. Nice, 
Yeah, I, I think this was uh, – some folks call this, you know, the one of the best, if not the best, wuxia film of all time in A Touch of Zen. So That's nice how, to see Criterion doing that. I never knew how to say that. Wuxiao. Okay. <laughs> I think it's wuxia or wuxiao. I'm not sure which, but – See, I was going to get in trouble, and I was going to say wuxia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice with the X. Yes. So, yeah, so I, I've kind of alluded to this earlier, Aaron – uh, I've jumped into the the 4K waters, the Ultra HD waters. I think this is fascinating. So, t- <laughs> tell the story. How how this happen? Well, my it's really the the funny thing is it wasn't my choice. Uh, it really wasn't my wife. Uh, we had a TV that was dying. We have kind of a movie room upstairs where I have my normal surround sound TV, plasma TV, and downstairs we had a, our first HD TV that really was dying. It's not in good shape. And she wanted to put it downstairs for part of a, uh, as having a workout room and wanted to put a new TV in the living room. So, I mean, am I going to say no? No. no. <laughs> it's <laughs> Absolutely new technology. Not. <laughs> so, you know, and we looked at just doing an HD TV uh, because they are a little bit cheaper, but found a really good deal and just said, you know, we're gonna if we're gonna buy a new TV, we might as well get H, uh, Ultra HD. And I am I am pretty good at finding deals, and I did find a really good deal on a Samsung. It's a 50 inch, um, and you know, got it on on eBay. Read some reviews, found the right price, found the right movie, ordered it, um, and it's nice. You know, I. I guess just as a brief review, I still love my plasma, my, um, mm. and I think the reason is it has the inky blacks. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned before, but it just has those colors. And I know plasma uses more energy than the LED TVs, but I, I still think as a technology, um, it's overall superior to those two for movies anyway. Um, the other thing is these this this TV. It's a uh, I wanted to make sure I got something that had uh, good Hertz rating. I'm, I'm not going to say the the, the word correctly, but <laughs> it's it's 120. <laughs> that's right, 120 Hertz versus a lot of them were like 60, mm. and this one has the motion rate technology, which puts it up to 240 Hertz. But the thing is, and it, it's a refresh rate. That's what the um, right, uh, right. I meant to say before. The plasma has 600 Hertz just inherently. And so, you know, my six-year-old plasma in some ways still looks better. I mean, it it kind of makes it look a bit like the 48 for, uh, frames per second of The Hobbit, where it doesn't quite look natural right. to us, you know. And then the subtitles are—it's actually weird. The, the motion flow technology can't keep up with the subtitles. So for those of us that like— um, you know, we watch foreign films, They, uh, the, it's got this kind of weird— almost like pixelating when the camera is uh, moving in more when it's stationary, you don't notice it. So hmm. um, yeah, just a little bit odd. I mean, overall there's not much 4k technology. We watched a few things on, on YouTube, which, you know, looks great. Um, but you know, it's fine. I just, uh, I guess my feedback is I'm going to stick with my plasma for a little while and just enjoy my um, HD, you know, regular HD for most of the movies. Again, we watch upstairs and this will be kind of our, you know, our main uh, family TV. So you're, you're not going to go rebuy all your DVDs in, <laughs> in 4K format? No, 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 no. Well, no. M- my dad has a 4K TV and uh, he, he was an early adopter. He got one, I think, last year uh, before oh, nice. there was any media. And so he showed me some things up there. 
uh, and but of course there no discs. I think there was there were some things on Netflix. I think and I, I think there was a one one TV series on Sci-Fi. Oh, mm. it, it was Twelve Monkeys uh, is on 4K. So if you want to look for that, I I don't think that series is my speed. Um, but he had me watch some of it, and it it did look nice. But you know. I have to say, and I, I know probably people said this 30 years ago or 20 years ago when these other formats changed, but <laughs> Blu-ray, I think, is pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I don't think I'll be in a hurry to upgrade the TV. I guess when I upgrade my TV, you know, maybe not for a while, maybe years down the road, probably 4K will be what I'll buy because that's what they'll sell. Um, right. But I think yeah. I'll still watch Blu-rays, you know. Yeah, well, the Blu-rays still look great on the 4K TV too. You know, they still look mm-hmm. the same, uh, although uh, although the technology, like I said, is is a little bit different in the way it's it's rendered. But yeah, and I, I think part of it is the the size too. Unless you're getting, you know, 60, 65, 70 plus inch TVs, I just don't know if it you know makes that much of a difference. Uh, the color is nice. And I, I remember Ryan uh, Gallagher was saying, make sure you get the good HDR, you know, for those mm-hmm. those colors. And it, they, it does really, I, I did notice when I popped in Lady Snowblood, the, the colors were, you know, that much better. And, uh, you know, looking at the 4K, you know, native uh, 4K video, it does look really nice. But uh, yeah, Blu-ray, oh, cool. HD, well. it's a nice... Nice format. I'd, I'd be curious if you do eventually buy one, like maybe The Force Awakens, if it if it comes out in 4K, uh, to give a review of an actual feature f- uh, disc. So, yeah, uh, yeah, be fun. Can, I mean, be, oh, that's the thing. I mean, now that they're out there, if I buy a Blu-ray, if it's available in 4K, I'll buy it because it's you know dual format. It comes with both. Oh, I see. Yeah, so I'll, I'll get you know, like I'll probably get Star Wars or um, you know, The Martian or something like that. Uh, dual format so. don't don't uh, let's not get on that subject <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for another show yeah yikes <laughs> well uh you know we we intended to keep these shows around an hour but we wanted to, and we're already approaching that uh, but we wanted to also talk about some movies we've seen lately and well lo and behold we found that we can talk for <laughs> a long time about I know. various well, crazy. stuff yeah uh, although probably the troll talk uh, did <laughs> uh, get take some uh, real estate from this episode so do you want to just maybe briefly take maybe two each? Yeah. And uh, Yeah, that sounds good. And just um snippet reviews. Yeah, yeah, do you want you want to go first, Aaron? Uh well, okay. I have a criterion one, so hold on. Okay. Um A Poem is a Naked Person. Uh the Les Blank uh documentary about um uh Leon Russell. <laughs> I almost couldn't remember the the musician. Uh, which was, and I'm a big Les Blank fan. I, I really, I loved that box set that uh, Criterion put out. Uh, I guess it was a year before last, um, and yeah. it was good. I, I'm, I'm probably not a Leon Russell fan, uh, even though I do like a lot of roots rock and I like a lot of blues. He didn't, as a musician, and I know he was a, a very talented pianist, um, but he didn't really. Uh, draw me in as a musician. Some songs were good. Uh, a song for you is a good one. Um, and I, I thought that the you know them showing him living the you know him being a country guy and living in the um, in a, a rock and roll lifestyle rich man lifestyle was was pretty interesting and you had all the less blankisms with uh, you know you, you saw the the little things in nature that sort of thing hmm. so yeah I, I thought it was a solid movie it, it wasn't my favorite less blank movie but uh, it's worth seeing so. Cool. Yeah, I'd say maybe I think I, I put seven on Letterbox. 
Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm not a not that familiar with Leon Russell, so I'm kind of looking forward to it for that. Definitely a music fan, so look mm-hmm. forward to that. Nice. Well, I'll mention one that actually has a tie-in to a recent review of ours. Uh, watched this one with my wife. I had to actually get it from the local library, library versus interlibrary loan in the Miracle Worker. So the tie-in is uh, stars and Bancroft. Uh, of course, it stars Patty Duke. Um, so it's uh, Arthur Penn directed uh, about Helen Keller. So it really good film. Um, they both reprised their roles. It started as a stage play, The Miracle Worker, uh, with the two actresses, and uh, they reprised their roles here. Uh, wanted to mention it too because of the you know the sad passing recently. We just watched this movie, and um, Patty right. Duke uh, passed away um, sadly. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would recommend it if you're looking for something for Patty Duke. Some of the scenes where they're on screen, and some of them are extended takes. I mean, it does feel like um, a film or a yeah, a film that is taken from the stage. You can kind of see it. But when they're on on screen together, it's just gold uh, for, for some of the scenes. It's really, really good and affecting. And both actresses are just, just fantastic. Some mm-hmm. of the, the best um, uh, performances that I've seen. So Miracle Worker, uh, probably from your local library, I would highly recommend. Well, maybe Criterion will get it. Oh, yes. I shouldn't say that. I, I have no idea what studio has it. So, Yeah, uh, but no idea either, I, I, but I would, it would be a good see. pick. Yeah. Uh, well, that's uh, interesting. I, you know, I haven't seen that, and I, I, I like a lot of those old classic films, so I'll have to look for that. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Yep. Okay, well, uh, I guess we're kind of like a speed uh, dial, uh, like a <laughs> speed round uh, yeah. uh, short takes here. S- speed store take. Really short. Um well, one kind of caught me off guard with how much I loved it, so I, I chose this one, is The, the Swimmer from 1968. Mm. And uh, that's one with uh, Burt Lancaster as a guy who swims, once, who, who dreams. You, you can't really make sense of it from the plot description, but his, his goal is to swim across the county swimming pool by swimming pool. And I, I know logist, or logically that doesn't make any sense. You have to watch the movie. And... Uh, and I, you know, it's just Burt Lancaster wearing uh, swimming trunks the whole movie, which is a little weird. Uh, but he goes from neighbor to neighbor, and kind of uh, the narrative—it's—it's it's really unique for 1968. Uh, the narrative reveals something new each time, and uh, and I, I really was fascinated by this film. Uh, hmm. Not—I thought Lancaster was amazing, uh, just the way he. You know, there there were some issues with the character, and I thought he really sold those. Uh, yeah, and uh, and actually, uh, it was uh, Joan Rivers had her first uh, appearance, which was weird to see. Wow. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize that was her first. <laughs> actually, there were a, a few uh, notable actors, but uh, and this one was um, Frank Perry. Frank Perry, thank you, and uh, Sidney Pollack also was associated or affiliated with that. So yeah, and, and actually, uh, when I tweeted about it, Martin, uh, speaking of Martin Kessler, he's a big fan of it as well, and he uh, he was curious what I thought, and I, I loved it. I, mm. I gave it a nine out of ten on uh, on Letterboxd, oh, wow. and uh, and I was uh, very surprised by it. Uh, nice, yeah. Blu-ray.com, except for the movies, a four and a half star gives it five stars across the board: video, audio, extras. So yeah, I have it. I just haven't had a chance to see it from Grindhouse releasing. I really want to check it out. I, I didn't watch the features, but there were quite a few. And yeah, the picture and sound were just gorgeous, again, for 1968. And I, I think this is probably one of those postcode 1968. Uh, they do they do push the boundaries a little bit, uh, just like, uh, you know, The Graduate and Bonnie and Clyde. 
Uh, just this one's not as not as famous as those. Nice. Yeah, I have to check it out. So the other one I'll mention briefly is uh, this was a, the Colombian entry into the Oscars for 2015 for uh, foreign language film. It was nominated, uh, made the, the the top five, did not win, but it is Embrace of the Serpent. Um, so this is a I, I really like this movie quite a bit. Uh, it's about well I don't know if, uh, how much I want to I want to say about it, but I. It's all black and white. Uh, it was shown for our local film society. It was the biggest movie that they, attendance-wise, they've ever had. And part of that was, um, I actually didn't make it. I had screened it before. But um, I, I think it was part of the discussion uh, who they had for a guest. But uh, Ciro Guerra, I believe the uh, director and writer is, um, reminded me of, if, if folks have seen it, uh, a bit of Apocalypse Now with a journey and some of the uh, the scenes, the Jesus scenes. Also thought of Herzog with um, the rubber and, of course, being in nature. Um, reminded me of, um, what's the the one where he pulls the, the boat across the, the mountain? Oh, Fitz, Fitzcarraldo. Fitzcarraldo, thank you. Yeah, with the okay, rubber barons. Well, you just so. sold me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's it. I think, I think it'd be right up your alley, Aaron. Gorgeous cinematography. Um, very good film. Uh, I was was expecting good things. They usually make good picks, and uh, I mean it has an eight point two on IMDb, so would have been a worthy winner of the Oscar. Um, it, it plays a little bit with time. There's some you know moves back and back and forth in time a bit between two time periods uh, with the same character. So yeah, definitely recommended. Embrace of the Serpent. I'd give it. Uh, I didn't rate it, but I was if I was going to rate it, certainly give it uh, an eight out of ten. Cool. Well, it, uh, it actually played here, and I missed it, so I'll, I'll look for it on video. Nice. So I, I thought well, you were going to go Batman versus Superman, or Batman v. Superman. Is that what, it, what it's called? Oh, yeah. Well, I you know I, I should mention that. Uh, I'll just say briefly, it's not as terrible as people say, but I had very low expectations, two and a half hours. I was at least entertained, but it's not a good movie. I mean, it's not. That's but, what I... Yeah. yeah that's... I, I've kind of raised expectations a little bit. Mine were in in the toilet, um, mm, yeah. but yeah, some people I really respect really let, love the mo- movie. So, um, mm. but I'm not going to go see it in, in theaters. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll wait for it to come on video, or, or you know, this might be a, a digital uh, rental or kind of kind of movie. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's I guess it's worth seeing on the big screen if you like the you know <laughs> big movies like that. But it'll work on the small screen. It's not. I, I went because my son wanted to go, and you know, it's. It's not not as bad as it's not uh, just putrid, but okay. um, it's not it's not a good film either. It's Zack Snyder. I mean, you'll you'll get what you're expecting. <laughs> that's that's what I what I've I've heard a lot. Yeah. Well, okay. Since you you did two and a half, I'll just say that <laughs> my 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 I'll do two and a half, and I'll say that I disappointed another Criterion connection, Guillermo del Toro. Del Toro. I hated Crimson Peak, and I hated that I hated Crimson Peak. Oh, you're killing me. Sorry, I, I won't go any further because I don't want to get into spoilers. But uh, yeah, did you you no. liked it? I I did. I liked it more than most people. I I think uh, I I mean it just looks gorgeous. Probably the go- most beautiful film I saw all year. But it looked yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, I, I I mean like it was the cinematography. You can expect that from Del Toro. I, I, yeah, yeah, just everything else, and and actually. The ghosts, yeah, they just 
didn't really do it for me. I, mm. I and I, I thought about the innocence and and how mm. you know because they're kind yeah, of. I saw your comparison there on Twitter with the the two pictures. And even with the spookiness, you know, I I mean, you don't have to show that much. I, I, I yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a good point. I mean, it, I think Del Toro sometimes likes to show it, uh, especially now. Um, you know, that's kind of his visual style. But mm-hmm. uh, no, that's a good point. And some of the, the characterizations weren't that great. I, I did like the way the ending worked. Uh, but again, not getting into spoilers. But right. um, yeah, it's it's not a great film. But I, I was it, it's one that uh, just based on the, you know, the cinematography and the set design uh, alone, I'll probably buy at some point. Yeah, it, it did end better, but um, and and it, it finally, and I'm I'm not going to go into the ending, but uh, Jessica Chastain didn't have a lot to do for a lot of the movie, but you know she had something to do at the end. Um, yeah. But I, and and she, of course, we know she's a good actress. Yeah. And then uh, Hiddleston and uh, and I'm not going to try to pronounce Mia was was a whatever was <laughs> I what, think it is, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, I, I just thought they were kind of weak. So anyway, I didn't mean yeah. to spend uh, a few minutes hating on the film, but uh, yeah, so. Yeah, it's still Toro. Got to talk about it. You do. <laughs> maybe it'll look good in Ultra HD just because of those colors. We'll Ma- see. Maybe, maybe. So that can be your first purchase. <laughs> That's right. All right, let's wind this ship down. I, we, yeah. We can talk about film. Wow. I know. Go figure for for over an hour. I hope I hope folks enjoyed it. Um, you know, we'll we'll certainly be doing something like this again. We'll have different topics. Uh, we'll do some short takes and have some some stuff to talk about. It was a lot of fun, Aaron. It was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And in fact, there were a couple of things we wanted to cover that we didn't get to. So yeah, go figure. Uh, we'll save those for next time. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for listening to Criterion Close Up. I'll just plug the, our next show. We will be uh, recording in. Uh, well, we'll have it out probably about a week from the time that you're listening to this. We'll have a Criterion Close Up episode with a a special guest, uh, someone on the just distribution side. Looking forward to that. Um, and folks can find the show Criterion Close-Up at Criterion CU on Twitter, uh, CriterionClosup.com, and Facebook slash Criterion Close-Up. And Aaron, where can folks find you? AWest505 on Twitter. Excellent. Yep. And you can find me, Mark Kearney, H-U-R-N-E is the last name, on Twitter and on Letterboxd. Um, anything else to plug, Aaron? Avenge us. Give us a uh, iTunes review. And uh, oh, and another thing I noticed people did is they went in and they they voted down that really nasty one as not helpful. So do that too. More of that. Yes. More of that. Call. That was not yeah. helpful. We definitely need some more reviews. We with some random person gave us one star too. So uh, some star reviews and and reviews, please. That would be great. Thank you for supporting us and for listening. And and, we'll... and, and uh, I, I people can criticize me, but. Uh, about a lot of things, but clueless about film is not one of them. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I meant to mention that. That's just not, not even within the realm of possibility. So yeah. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening to Criterion Close Up. We'll talk to talk to you soon. Jano